Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. It's South of the Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hine, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. What's out of the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Guys, just in case you missed it, in case you're living under a rock, a rock that is not named Packer Fandom, our boys pulled out a thrilling win, 18-17 to over the New Orleans Saints. I know going into the fourth quarter down 17 nothing, a lot of us are probably not feeling so good. However, the boys got it done in a true miracle fashion. It was a it was a very interesting game, and obviously we'll break down everything as we always do. But this one of the highlights for me is we got to watch this one together, bud. Doesn't happen very often. We did. Hey, second time I've watched a game at Luke's house with him and his family. And both times, man, coming in a little underhanded, a little underwhelmed. We uh the other time was against Arizona, a very famous game because that was the birth of Razul. It was. Or maybe the rebirth. The rebirth. Yeah. The day he became a phoenix. So beautifully said. Just like a <laughs> phoenix, just reborn from the ashes in front of us in the place that did not want him. Correct. And we didn't really have any Saints players on our team that they didn't want, but uh, no. we had some familiar faces on the other sideline. We did. Definitely came into play a little bit later. We'll get into that. But let's start, as always, with I think and I know. And I know that on paper, you can make an argument if this team is better or not than what we were last year. But this team is for sure a lot more fun. Some of the play calling we're seeing with LaFleur, we're talking about during the game. Like if if he tried to call, LaFleur tried to call a run to the outside and a throwback from the third running back who's on the practice squad. There is no way in hell Aaron Rodgers would have done that. No nope. way. Absolutely, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And we're seeing all sorts of creativity. It's amazing to see. It uh, It truly is LaFleur's offense right now, a box of chocolates. You just don't know what you're going to get. And I'm loving and opening up each piece. And I think there's a, there's one play I thought was super cool. And I forgot what happened on the front side. I think it was just like a, a bunch of slants or something like that. And on the back side, the action we didn't – Jordan Love didn't even, even look, but something that – I think we should look for in upcoming games. It was out of the, the pistol, right? Josiah lined up to the left, running back behind. And like I said, the, the play was designed to go to the right. It was like a slant or, or what have you. But there on the back end, we run a little swing route with A.J. Dillon. I believe it was A.J. Dillon. Um, but he's not out there alone. No. Josiah's out there lead blocking a swing pass. Of course he was. Like, that's such a cool little wrinkle to put on the backside as kind of an afterthought. You know that's going to come back up at some point in time. But I think that just kind of goes to show, like you were saying, a lot of the creativity we're seeing this year. Like, I don't remember us ever doing that before, but I love that that's an option, and I love that that's a play we're definitely going to come back to at some point and run off of that. Super interesting little wrinkle that turns a check down, right, as your second or third option, into a very viable, dangerous play. Because even on this play, there was only one defender out there. And we had Josiah and, Aaron, and A.J. Dillon. Like, Josiah makes a block. We got something going. Especially okay. you put Aaron Jones back there instead of A.J. Dillon. Big time. Now we're, we're running a, a running back screen. is just kind of like a backup plan. Love it. Love the creativity we're seeing. Yeah, man, it was great. I think that was... Uh... If I'm thinking of the right player, that was the dump off to Dylan where he got like 10, 12 yards, one of those screen plays. He took it for a first down. Uh, that's not the play I was thinking of. He didn't get the ball. But I'm sure we ran it more than once. A lot of these plays, like you said, setting it up for next week, making the defense thinking about it when we yeah. come on that, that type of personnel, that type of setup. And in this game, sometimes it just takes half a second of hesitation mm-hmm. to, oh, let me check this to make sure, okay, now I'm back to my assignment. Oh, shit, someone's behind me. Exactly. And when you got the horses that we got, they're going to get behind you quick. Quick. You're up. I got it, man. I I had them in my head driving home today. I was prepared. This is just as weird as last week when I was the voice of reason because Luke had his <laughs> I think I knows, and I know I didn't have anything coming into today. I'm, I'm ready to go. So <clears throat> I know that this team is young. Right. Very young. Well done. That's <laughs> Newsflash. But come on, man. We got to clean up some of these penalties. Yeah, How many did we have on offense in the first half? Like it felt, eight, It felt 10? like a, a million. Yeah, it was like, I think it was eight or nine. And a lot of them are stupid stuff. Like, you're going to have the occasional holding call. 
fine, whatever. Defensive pass interference, illegal contact, whatever, right? Every team's going to experience that. But a lot of the like the illegal formations, the false starts, the false starts, mental shit. Yeah, that's stuff that needs to get cleaned up. And like I said, I know we have a young team, and hopefully a lot of that gets ironed out. But against a, a better team, or a team that was going to do anything on offense, because the Saints clearly weren't for most of this game, that kind of thing's really going to set us behind the eight ball and get us behind on the sticks, and we're not going to be able to come back from. So we're never going to get rid of all of it with the team being as young as it is. People aren't going to be lined up in the right spot 100% of the time. We don't have Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, and Devontae Adams out there, right, who've been in the playbook for three, four years. They got this down. There's going to be some things that just aren't going to go according to plan, but it can't be that bad. Yeah, we can't be shooting ourselves in the foot with this team that is that young when our quarterback is going to just miss some throws and people are going to miss assignments. You can't be giving them easy layups. We simply don't have that margin for error this season. Correct, and you would hope that as the season goes on, because a lot of these are by young players, that this naturally just kind of gets ironed out as they get more comfortable, they get more reps under their belt. Oh, for sure. I know. You're, do- you're doubling down. I always do, I know. I feel like I'm very solid in my belief, you know? You have strong convictions. I do. Right or wrong. I do. Often wrong, but... As we'll talk about. <laughs> oh, heavens. Well, that's a little <laughs> teaser for uh, me eating some crow later in the show. I know that we were down 17 nothing, and like you were just talking about, we had so many miscues on offense, a lot of self-inflicted wounds. But for most of this game, I remember just sitting and thinking, and I hope I was saying it out loud, this team isn't better than us. We're beating ourselves. Yeah, it felt like we were playing ourselves 100%. And even down 17 in his first career start in Lambeau, I had faith. In that moment, I didn't know if we were going to come back and win this game, but I knew that Jordan Love was not going to let us go down like this. And that's a type of faith as we've talked about and as you've held on to for so long, right? Last year when I was calling for Aaron's job, you were like, I can't do that, Devin. You know, I love this guy, and, and I always have faith that no matter what, his 12 is in the field, he's going to find a way for us to win. It's week four now. Mm-hmm. When Jordan Love is on the field, he is going to give us a chance to win. I know that he has done that for me already, that as long as 10 is still back there slinging, he is going to fight, scratch, and claw, and do everything he can for this team. And not only will this team go into battle for him, I will go into battle for Jordan Love. So anytime, bro, I got you. Man, you're you're coming in. I, I love, love the confidence he's given you already. I, I don't think I'm quite there yet. And... I'm I'm gonna have a lot of good things to say about Jordan Love, right? Really like what he's done. Um, I think we need to see a little bit more personally before I get that full blown confidence. But I will say, already, I know he's gonna go down fighting. I don't necessarily have confidence that we're gonna win, like like I did, right? Which is fair, but you know that he's gonna give us a chance. He, he is going he's gonna, to he's gonna sling it. Until the game's over. He's going to juke the hell out of an all-pro linebacker if that's the difference between getting in the end zone and not. It doesn't matter if I if he can't connect on deep ball. He's going to keep throwing them. He's going he's gonna, <laughs> he's he's to keep, keep on swinging. Right. He's going to keep on finding people that there's no way in business. There's no way you should have any business finding. Yeah. I've. He's going to – we're not going to look like, I think, in really any game like the Bears or the Jets did this last weekend. Or obviously, Broncos are a different story slightly, but like we're gonna go down, and he's he's gonna try, man. Like the offense, we're not just gonna like dink and dunk the fourth quarter away, and like oh okay, we got a garbage time touchdown, seventeen to seven. Darn, we'll get him next week, right? Like he's gonna go for it, and Lafleur has proven that he's gonna call plays to go for it and let Jordan rip it, which is awesome to see that we have that kind of confidence in him already. We will never go quietly into the night. Ooh, I like Not it. while we have this captain leading this ship. I like it. Damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. Man the guns. Give them hell. You got any more sayings you can just throw out there real quick? I think we're good for now, but I might be after the booty later. We'll see. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, since you just refuse to think, you only know. I'm going to go with I think. Was that a deeper dig there? <laughs> no, no. Um, I just feel like I may be slightly less strong in my convictions, maybe slightly more contemplative at times. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Mr. Uh, deep Wisdom over here. Hit me with uh, what well, you got. I, th- this is not deep. We all saw it happen. Okay, Socrates, I'm ready. More of an Aristotle fan. That's okay. Um, I think we may have seen A.J. Dillon lose running back two. I mean, I don't think necessarily that's what's going to happen come Thursday, right? Come tomorrow. We're doing this on Wednesday. Um, but the fact that Patrick Taylor was in for like pretty much the fourth quarter, that says something. Those goal situations. Yeah. If we're going five wide with a running back, they're throwing out PT instead of AJ Dillon. I get maybe if you go, cause he blew a, an assignment really badly on a pass block situation. And I get, so if you're going two minute, maybe Patrick Taylor's the answer. But we didn't put A.J. Dillon back in at the goal line, right? No. At no point did we put anybody in but Patrick Taylor, um, which is super fascinating, right? I think we both probably want to see more Emmanuel Wilson, but Patrick Taylor's looked pretty good, man, outside of that one miscommunication with Jordan Love on, are we going to run a hitch? What are we doing here on the fourth down? Yeah. Um, that was ugly. Mm-hmm. But they left him in the game for a reason. They didn't have to. Right, he we weren't down to our last running back or anything. Now, I think that may say volumes about kind of the coaches are seeing what we're seeing to a certain degree from AJ Dillon. Is not been a good start to the year for him at all. I thought this game was maybe a little better, but it's been a rough start. Maybe we need to to try some different faces in that room, at least to back up or replace Aaron Jones if he's not available. Yeah. The A.J. Dillon train continues to go off the tracks. I mean, we say it felt like it was a better day for him. Still 11 rushers, 33 yards. Just not getting it. And granted, the run blocking wasn't great. Especially with our backup left side in there and for a couple snaps our right side at the end. But, yeah, just we can't run block as well as we should when when we have a lot of those backups in. But A.J. just can't make the most of it. I thought he showed more fight. He did. I thought he fell forward a lot more. That's mm-hmm. one of my bigger problems with AJ. For a guy that big, okay, you're not going to be able to just truck everybody, but at least fall forward, gain that extra couple yards. And that's something he's failed to do. But I felt like he did a better job of that. But his vision seemed really bad. Um, and without watching the full 20, all 22, it's a little hard to, to tell sometimes. But it felt like he was just running into blocks when I'm like, dude, there's literally no one for that entire side of the field. Just go that way. If you ever want to have the analysis of the All-22, bro, you can't afford that type of trauma in your life. If it's looking for these type of A.J. Dillon runs where if he's looking in the right hole or not, because the answer is he's probably not, and that's just going to hurt you more. So if you want that done, you let me. I can take the hurt. (laughs) I'll take the pain of watching the All-22 and watching the consequences of missed vision and how how open some of these blocks were. And it's it feels weird. I appreciate that. But it feels weird because it felt like he was next to the pole. You know what I mean? I mean, on that one play, you guys pointed it out because I'm there and, you know, anything with Josiah, just poke a joke and <laughs> point a uh, joke at Devin. It's easy. There was one where Josiah had a beautiful block and AJ Dillon just ran right into him. Right. And you there was a hole. Four or five yards. And instead, I just want to go say hi to Josiah. I know he's popular, but do it in your free time, <laughs> bro. Don't do it in the middle of a play. My God. Yeah, do it when you're on sideline. Exactly. Right? Makes sense. Yeah, man, it's it's not what we want out of RB2, I agree. It looks like he's continuing the trend of losing his job as RB2. It'll be interesting to see, hopefully with Aaron Jones back this week, who gets the lion's share, the carries at running back. Wouldn't be surprised if we see more efficiency, the running back position out of Keyshawn Nixon as opposed to A.J. Dillon, who did have one rush on the day. Loved it. Kind of onto the table, but 13-yard. Per carry average, 13 yards might be more than A.J. Dillon has all season. Okay, not that bad, but... Josiah, maybe. All right. We're going to continue forward. <laughs> I mean, we can do a little game flow first if you want. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we probably should. Uh, obviously, the Saints got on the board first, right? They did. Throwing a Jimmy Graham. And then Jimmy Graham. We, somebody let him do the Lambo leap. How dare they? Yeah, dude. One of the guys in in the stands was like cheering for him and, and hitting him on the back. And this dude had a Packer shirt on. And I said during the show, I was like the game. It was like Steve Bartman 
Like you what don't are we de- doing? you don't deserve to wear the green and gold. I'm not saying dump a beer on his head. I'm not saying throw anything at him. Like you don't have to be a dick. No. But you do not pat Jimmy Graham on the back when he catches his first touchdown. Well, not his first touchdown in Lambeau, but like oh, he catches a touchdown as a saint. Yeah, why are first we letting him? As a visitor? This isn't like some Packers legend. You no. Know? This is a dude who apparently before that had two touchdowns in Lambeau over the, what, two, three seasons he played there? Yeah, it was rough. Kind of shows just how efficient he was not. Yeah, not very good at all for us. So Jimmy Graham gets that touchdown. Saints had a field goal in there. And then with all the injuries adding up, not only does that affect you, you know, prospectively offense and defense, but then it affects you in another area. It affects you in special teams. And unfortunately, we gave up that punt return to Shahid. Rashid Shahid. I always say that backwards. So just happy I got the last name right. So Shahid takes that. What? Then it's 17 nothing. It's feeling like, oh, God. Yeah, they got a field goal right before half to make it 17. Third quarter comes out. And just like throughout the first couple quarters, we did have promising drives, just never quite made it to the Holy Land, whether it was the self inflicted penalties. Jordan Love maybe missing a throw or two. Mm-hmm. The running game just not being efficient enough. And we find ourselves by the start of the fourth quarter where that drive that bled into the fourth quarter that we couldn't convert, convert the fourth down where Patrick, Patrick Taylor, Taylor, Jordan Love not on the same page. looks like we were completely empty and Patrick Taylor's at the bottom of the screen. The original call was a go route and you had DeMario Davis on him which Davis is playing off as he should have, and I think... Dude was like 10 yards off. Love's hope was that he was going to just kind of make that a quick curl and come back, which, based on the coverage, would have made sense, and it was a fourth and two, fourth and three. Yeah, I think it was fourth and two. DeMario Davis is probably five, six, seven yards off, and instead Patrick Taylor tries to continue with the deep route. Jordan throws like it's a curl, and it's a really bad-looking miscommunication. But we get the ball back, I don't know, eight, nine to go, down by 17. We never looked back, man. He started hitting people left and right. He had beautiful throws. Reed, Dobbs, he started hitting Musgrave a little bit more in the comeback. Like I said in my uh, my I know, dude, it was just everything he was going to do to lead us back, he did, even if it meant using his legs sometimes. I think on that first scoring drive, he had like a 30-yard scramble where he just ran down the sideline and Kind of faked made, him out a little bit. Yeah, yeah made the defender who was ever – uh, being blocked by the wide receiver on that side just made a miss. Showed me a lot. And the defense, to their credit, man, how they only give up 10 points, but I feel like they were on the field the entire time. Does yeah. it help that Derek Carr's out? Sure, but Derek Carr wasn't world beating us. No, no. I, I've seen a lot of people online talk about, oh, well, you know, they didn't have the starting quarterback. Cool. He, It's not like he was crushing us, anyways. And it's not like Jameis played terribly and came in and threw three picks. No, it was. I, I thought the quarterback play on their side of the field stayed, stayed pretty consistent. Yeah, and pretty much the entire time, I felt like it was our defense stuffing pretty well. Honestly, yeah, I thought I thought they were doing a nice job, especially down Jair. And at some point, we lost Valentine, so we were starting Corey Valentine. Yeah, Corey Valentine started at least the entire second half because they showed after yeah. halftime that Jair dude just got brought up from the practice squad. Go cover Michael Thomas or Chris Olave. Have fun, dude. And that was it. Can you imagine if we didn't activate him? Because you know who comes in then? Who would have been left? There were no corners left. Oh, boy. And his gains? No, he was not active. That's true. We didn't. The only other people we had in the secondary. The only other people we had in the secondary. All the the safeties. Jonathan Owens. Worse. Dallin Levitt. Put him in a corner outside. Yeah, because we we, we, would... I doubt we would have done that. No, we wouldn't have. We would have just gone super zone. Super zone. Put down Levitt. Put Sav- Savage would have moved to. Savage would have done something, and Dallin Levitt would have gone to safety or Owens. Yeah, maybe you move Savage to to slot corner, and then Nixon to outside. I don't know, but it wasn't wasn't pretty. And despite no. that fact, we were still able to hold them. I mean, we did get burned with a Ballantyne coverage on the last drive of the game which set them I mean, up in field goal position, but, but it's going to happen. What are you going to do? He's cornerback like four or five, whatever, six. Yeah, he's not going to happen. Not as far back as Gunter was for that infamous uh, game against the Falcons. I still feel so bad for that dude. Wasn't his fault. And Ballantyne, I thought, overall did a pretty good job. Yeah, I believe he had a pass breakup. I mean, that, that's all you can ask for. Totally, especially in that spot. So 
it was just interesting that you could have put a whole game together between the last half or the last quarter of the Falcons game, the first three quarters of the Saints game, and we had like 40-something plays on offense, 60-something yards. Yeah, the breakdown for um, – because it works out pretty well here. We scored – what was it? We Through the first two games, we scored like 30 points. 30 to 0 and then in the between the second and the beginning of the third game we got outscored 30 to 0 up until the fourth quarter and then we obviously 18 so we have a plus 18 point differential it's crazy how that works out um but yeah we went through this super long stretch across two games essentially right where we just did nothing four full quarters yeah and then we just take it all back in a quarter what a stark difference from last week yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that it's polar opposite, right? Yeah. We did exactly what the Falcons did, just with a bigger hole. I mean, obviously it looks very different how we did it, but the fact that we could mentally, a team this young could come back from a game like that, I don't think it would have been shocking if they came out and laid an egg. They kind of did. First right? three quarters, at least on offense, definitely on offense, did. Defense, defense did great. Great day for the D. Totally. But to be able to come back from that, just the mental fortitude that they had to show and the resiliency that they showed. Uh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. We're going to see more of, I think, both of these kind of games this year because we're going to make stupid mistakes, right? We're going to have bad plays. We're going to be inconsistent. But I think it was super important that we showed that we can do the second half of that where we can be the ones coming back. Yeah. Bakhtiari talked about it either early in the season or the preseason. Just like if you have this team that's all young, a bunch of guys that aren't experienced enough to know the team isn't maybe super talented, but they're just hungry. Shit's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's very dangerous. And you said a little bit, but shout out to the defense. The Saints are not a world beater of a running game, especially when they don't have Alan Kamara. Or Jamal Williams. But this is still a team that they were going to try to run the ball. Yeah, and Kendra Miller, they're super high on him out of uh, running back out of TCU. He finally, this was his first game, and people were super excited to see what he could do, and we stuffed him. Nine carries, 34 yards. Yeah, non-factor, but just the fact that we were down by that much that late, and it also just shows with how much offense is struggling, how much our defense is on the field. And I always feel like in games like that, the defense can keep you in, but it's only a matter of time until they break. You keep on bending them, you keep on getting them tired, and the offense just can't seem to play complimentary football and give them time off until the fourth quarter. Boy still balled out, especially mm-hmm. super, super shorthanded. I mean, no Jair, the no Valentine. No Devondre. Devondre goes down. Then we're seeing Eric Wilson and McStuffy. And I thought those boys, all things considered, as they usually do, played pretty well. We've mm-hmm. seen a lot more of them than either of us would like over the past two seasons. But each time, they're not going out and getting pick sixes, but... They are playing aggressive. They are running downhill. They're filling those gaps. It's all you can ask for. Yeah, just effort. Do your job, right? And don't give up anything easy. You got it, Belichick. Do your job. <laughs> Speaking of doing their job, start on defense. Ooh, I like it. Sean Gary. Ooh. Three sacks and what, 15 snaps? It was something stupid like ridiculous. that. Ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. At this point, just never have them play a full game, right? Just... I mean, if he's going to be this lethal, I'm saying this as a joke mostly, but but are you, you? If you could just put him out for 20 snaps a game and he gets like in crazy pressures the entire time because he's fresh, it's not a bad idea. I mean, that's kind of the whole idea behind what the Eagles have done the last year or two, right? Just constantly rotating in fresh athletes on edge. Hassan Reddick, right? That's kind of how he went crazy last year. Um, I think we have the capabilities to do a similar thing with the depth we have because not only did Gary have a great game, I thought Van Ness played pretty decently. I think JJ had a great game. And Bari with a huge bounce back. He looked way more forceful than I remember ever seeing him, right? Because coming out of college and what we saw last year, he's not a crazy athlete. He wasn't doing like some ridiculous bull rushes like young Rashawn Gary, right? Or like Van Ness is now much more of a technician, Solid footwork, solid technique, right? But this last game, he kind of dominated some of those reps. He looked really good. After not sealing the edge worth a damn last week, he was mm-hmm. the king of it this week. You could see 
The Falcons definitely targeted on some of their running concepts, and the Saints try to do the same. Splitting gaps, just throwing people back. Kingsley Nabari was going to have none of that. You want to target me? Okay, come my way and see what's going to happen. And he definitely, you know, paid off the Packers for investing that draft pick in him. He has for a lot of his career, but this game was definitely one of his best. Without a doubt. I thought I was very impressed with him. And it's kind of cool that every game so far, more or less, we've been able to be impressed with a different outside linebacker. I mean, Rashawn Gary all the way through. Yeah. But week to week, the fact that we have these other guys that can step up. And we still also have just steady Preston Smith out there. Right? We have so many different options. They all bring a little something different to the table. And I think it's why we're getting so much pressure on the quarterback. That and Kenny Clark is a man this year. He did a couple phenomenal reps as well. And I like how we're moving him around. I don't know who it was in your household that was asking about Kenny Clark not being listed as nose tackle. But yeah, we're not putting him a nose tackle because mm-hmm. we have Devontae White or Slayton. We can move him around. And not only are we changing how we line him up, but he's also doing all sorts of stunts and it feels, loop arounds. feels like we're doing a lot more loops and stunts than we have in the past. And they're being successful. I mean, on one of the Gary sacks, Gary spries him free, and if he doesn't leap on his back and take down the quarterback, Kenny Clark's right there at his legs. Right there. Because he just came out of nowhere. You don't expect to have Kenny Clark backing up your right tackle, but that happened multiple times on Sunday. Which is awesome to see. I love some of the creativity. Similar to offense, I love what we're doing with the, that defensive line, especially given that it feels like we kind of got some more bodies there. Um, a little bit quieter day from from Brooks and Wooden, I would say. Yeah, Brooks got significantly more snaps than Wooden. It appears Correct. that one of them is a little bit ahead of the other one. Which I think is the opposite of the way we drafted them, if I remember right. Correct, yeah. Wooden was a third or fourth. And then Brooks was at the end there. Yeah. But good for him for getting out there. Got his first career sack last week. Um, obviously didn't get another one this week, but that's okay. I mean, I like that we have some young depth there. Hopefully they can show a little bit more because I think our starting defensive line, pretty happy about. TJ Slayton just being humongous in the middle. And then you got disruptors and Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt. So I think we're set up for success there as long as those young guys can keep growing. Yeah, the supporting cast output that we got this week in the defensive line, I was pretty happy with. That can be kind of the average because Atlanta was terrible and the Bears are probably a little overzealous because of how much of a dumpster fire that organization is currently. Yeah. But if this is what we get. I'm pretty happy with I'm that. I'm good with it. Yeah, it's a win. Other things on defense quickly, and I know I'm going to sound like a homer here, but I do just want to, to shout out to Razul God and Savage, honestly, because you have the team that's really banged up defensively, and especially when even Valentine goes down, you have a secondary that's hurting. You have Devondre's out, obviously no Jair, and both those guys stepped up and did their part. Darnell Savage continues to play downhill, continues to play aggressive. Even if someone's running out towards the sideline, he's going to thump them. One of these days, we might get a 15-yarder for that. But he is playing where he's going to send a message. And Razul God, just being the elder statesman that he is, I was salivating every time he would throw at him. He had a couple pass breakups, very secure tackles. He had another screen blow up. Can't ask for anything more, man. Thank you for not being an easy take for Luke. You know, because if Razul God sucks, I'm going to hear about it. So I'm glad he's making you work for your digs a little bit. He is. And, and, hey, I'm all for it as well. Um, But, yeah, I completely agree. Root, our Savage looks really good. Looks like a rejuvenated player this year. You know, grew out the hair, all of a sudden got stronger, faster. Told you it works like that. Yes, sir. You did. You did. Um, It's crazy to think that Rasul and Savage are really the only two it's going to sound a little odd, but kind of like experienced starters. Those are the veterans in that group, especially in that point. Rudy yeah. Ford never really played a ton on defense until last year in his career, right? Keyshawn Nixon was kind of just a special teams guy until end of last year, early this year. So it's pretty much just those two. And then we got Corey Ballantyne, right? At incredible, I think, the job they did in the secondary especially given what we went up against yeah Carr and winston did not have great games but we're still playing olave right we're still playing michael thomas they still have dudes rashid shaheed like they have a lot of talent on that side of the ball they have also have whatever the hell they want to call Taysom hill play to play whatever he's doing 
So right. happy we shot him down pretty well. I was terrified, and I, I said this while we were watching the game. I am terrified of Taysom Hill every play because Duke literally does everything. You have no clue play to play what he's going to do. And he does it all pretty well. He does. You would think with someone like that, they'd just be eh, 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 everywhere. He's not. No, he's not. I mean, he he can play running back probably pretty legitimately, right? He has started at quarterback for them and won games, right? They use him at tight end, kind of a fullback. He's at least a wide competent receiver. in yeah. every position. It's and crazy. They used to use him as a kick returner. Better than a lot of team starters, honestly. Absolutely wild. So every time he came in, I'm like, oh, no. There's one play, um, if I remember right, they lined him up at running back next to either Winston or Carr, and I was just like, please don't do anything too creative. You know, please just don't hurt me. Plus, it hurts that Taysom Hill was our guy, that we had him in the preseason, that we picked him up as an undrafted free agent. You know, Mike McCarthy never would have used him that creatively. No, he would have been wasted, honestly. It's a blessing he didn't stay in Green Bay. But it makes me sad nonetheless. Just be happy it happened. Be happy for him now. That's true. I'm happy for the time we had. <laughs> Very deep. I love that. As fleeting as it may have been. Switch to offense? Yeah, let's do it. You oh, like- also, uh, linebackers we kind of touched on a little bit. Quay had another good game, I think. Yeah. That's pretty much the only one we didn't talk about. No fights. No fights. He handled it well without Devondre next to him. As we talked about last week, he's kind of the – he is the guy now. He's the captain of the ship. He is linebacker numero uno. So good for him. Offense. Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh That's why I was leading. Ooh, you lead ooh, the offense, ooh. Luke. Let's do offensive line. Not great. Again. I mean, it was just where it rains, it pours. And we lost Zach Tom for a bit in the second half, right? Yeah, he's uh, questionable for this week. We'll get into that. But, yeah, it's so we lost him a little bit at the end there. So now we're down to our two worst starters on the offensive line. I think at some point, JRJ went out. We saw Sean Ryan in. I haven't heard anything about JRJ and the injury news since. And then he's, he he's was back fine. in the game. But that was a little frightening. And realizing just what depth we have or what lack of depth that we have. You know, we felt really good about depth. Um, I still do feel good about tackle depth, but it's definitely being tested. Don't feel great about guard depth. Don't feel great about that. Um, and our center depth just got hurt with Zach Tom. So Yep. And Jenkins. So that's not awesome. Um, but overall, I felt like they did fine. I feel like at this point, our offensive line is pretty decent pass blocking, even with the backups in. Right. But run blocking, they run can't blocking is move atrocious. anyone to save their yeah. life, which is so, just going to make pass blocking worse because then you can send correct. extra heat when it's third and 15 and not be worried about you can give up the eight, 10 yard slant. It's fine. And at this point, we need Aaron Jones back, right? Because Aaron Jones doesn't necessarily need a big hole, right? He can nope. score through it. He can make something happen, figure it out. Um, the rest of the running backs on the roster don't really have that ability. Very few running backs in the league truly have that ability. But A.J. Dillon needs a hole to run through, right? And this offensive line, as currently constructed with the injuries, does not create very many holes to run through. But I think we should be happy overall that Royce Newman was in. Right. Walker was in. Nothing horrendous happened. Right. Obviously, Walker's been playing pretty well, but it's not like Royce Newman by himself gave up three sacks like he did last year. Right. The offensive line still looked overall competent. And at this point, if you're missing two to three starters on your offensive line, I feel like competent is probably about as good as it's going to get. For play to play. Competency was nice. I will give you that. But some of those pre-snap penalties that were shooting us in the foot yeah. were guys in the offensive line. I think they were the main contributors of they most were. of our penalties. You want to see better? But, yeah, it was nice that it wasn't just every single play, oh, my God, Royce Newman giving up another 10-yard sack. Better than we expected. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Obviously, not exactly 100% what you want to see, but it wasn't a, a dumpster fire and didn't stop us from from that many opportunities. Should probably go next because I see that you have a calculator out. So, Luke, why don't you give me the update on Josiah's stat line getting to 300 yards? We're going to do this every week, guys, and and get excited because the numbers are just getting even more delicious. So I like comebacks. Um, as of last week, he had five receiving yards. Right. Suzanne pays for whatever I said last week, 42, 48 yards. Okay. 
Um, this week, he had zero catches for zero yards. But he had some wonderful blocks, and that should count it, for something. Uh, no, not not for a receiving bet. It does not. Um, total yards bet, actually. Total yards, that's true. So if we ever hand him the ball. Yeah, the Josiah Cat's coming. Are we going to count if like it's a kind of a squib kickoff situation? At this point, I feel like I should give you those yes. yards. Okay. Anytime he touches the ball. Anytime, anytime he touches the ball. I mean, at some point, I'm going to be pushing for credits for it's blocks. not going to work that way. I didn't say you were going to give it to me. I said I was going to push for it. <laughs> you can push all you want, man. Um, so he still has five yards. So if we take five yards and divide it by three, right, to get his average yards per game, that leaves us with 1.6667. Yeah, 1.666 for you bringing this shit up. Leave Josiah alone. So if we take that number and multiply it by the number of games we have, Right, at 17. We're at 28.3 yards. That's what that's what Josiah's on pace for. Okay. 28.3 yards. Okay, I hear that. And I'm just going to say that we're going into Detroit, a place where Josiah feasts. I mean, it's all relative for Josiah. <laughs> um, his feasting doesn't look like what, you know, pretty much anybody else on the team's feasting looks like. But I understand your point. And, hey, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the guy. But so far, we are not doing great. Not not doing great for you. Whole lot of ball game left, as Aaron Nagler would say. Whole lot of ball game left. That's technically true, but uh, not looking great. Not looking great. Anyways, receiver room. <laughs> Speaking of people that actually catch the ball, Romeo Dobbs, king of the back shoulder fade. The he's fact pretty, that he's he, pretty good. He uh, he's already and that is a tool. And his two belt is pretty amazing. And Jordan Love and him are just on the same page with it. I mean, the the one in the fourth quarter, bottom of the screen. Perfect throw. I don't remember which touchdown of the comeback that was. That but was the last one. He saved the best for last. Absolutely pinpoint. Now, granted, it was against Isaac Yidham, supposedly, whoever this Yidham guy is. Didn't matter, man. Doesn't matter which cornerback you're playing. It's a perfect throw. You cannot defend it. I don't remember seeing Aaron hit back shoulder fades. His fourth game as the starting quarterback of the Packers. That's fair. To be also completely fair, what were we, like 13 or 14? So Maybe I'm not we sure would we... have known what it was, but I think <laughs> we're like, oh, that's pretty. That's cool. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, he Romeo had another great game. Uh, 12 targets, 5 receptions, 73 yards, and the tutty. Uh, he looked good, man. He looked good. I, he is clearly... Without Christian Watson, we knew this was going to happen, but he is the alpha dog in, in the room, right? As he should be. Maybe not personality-wise, but he is definitely commanding the targets. Him and Jordan, and this came out in camp, even with Christian Watson, that they had quite the chemistry, right? And we are definitely seeing that play out without a doubt, and I like the way, different ways we're using him. So we saw him on some good intermediate routes the first couple of games, a lot of that, that kind of deep ins and stuff like that. Now we're seeing him a little bit, and he ran a slot fade, Right, mm-hmm. got the ball thrown to him there. Um, had a phenomenal catch there, and then had that great back shoulder. So, reason him a bunch of different ways, which I love to see. And I think if slash when Christian comes back, super excited to see what he can do with him. Just gonna open things up for him more. Like you said, we're hitting him a lot, intermediate, you know, 10, 15 yard deep end sort of stuff. And we have Christian Watson, that's just gonna open that up even more. It's gonna be wide open. I do expect Roma Dobbs will still be the the leader in, in targets and receptions, but those yards per catch, I believe, are just gonna go up with Christian Watson, the Randy effect. I'm not gonna go over it for the fifteenth time. But you should be excited for the verticality this offense is gonna mm-hmm. have again shortly. Yeah, because it's not it's not just Christian, right? We still got guys that are playing currently that have that verticality. And I think that <clears throat> Romeo has shown that he can get vertical, right? He's not just an intermediate guy, but he is also a very good possession receiver. He had a couple of nice slant catches kind of in traffic. He looks great all over the place, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do as he continues to grow with the rest of this room. I mean, Romeo, Reed, and Musgrave. Now, granted, Musgrave might fall down after he catches it because apparently Luke is right about that. But all these Man, guys. We saw it. We saw it happen. Right? Did. He got he got a speed wobble. I love Luke, but he just he needs to figure this out at some point. But he had a great game, I thought. Yeah. I mean, you wish he could have got to that one, but he's just, which it really isn't his fault. But he continues to be everything that we thought he would be. And the fact that he is open at least – 
once a game and we're not hitting it is also a very good sign. And we're going to be hitting that at some point. Yeah, we're not going to miss it every single time all year. The fact that he's even open without that that extra boof in coverage because That's everyone's looking at Christian Watson. Yeah, man, it's... Christian Watson outside taking the top off and then he put Musgrave down the seam. That's going to be a problem. Amen. Jane Reed? Jane Reed. Said it before. Say it again. Jaden Reed continues to be a problem. He had that almost absolutely insane catch in the corner of the end zone. Elante Taylor, who is a nice young cornerback, he is not Darrell Revis or Richard Sherman. I want that to be clear because Jonathan Vilma say. of Fox broadcasting team made it seem like this is the greatest corner ever, and he is not, but he had a good game. He's good. He's, he's good, good, and he's aggressive, physical. Jaden Reed finished uh, three receptions, 63 yards, a couple of them on, on big conversions. Yeah, that diving one was incredible. He's just another dude where if you need a play— he could make it. He's going to make it, yeah. And he missed a lot of plays. I thought he had a couple go through his hands, too. That should have been. He had that touchdown that he dropped. Uh, but he kind of went. We did the same kind of motion we did with Devontae Adams against uh, Jalen Ramsey in that big Rams matchup from a couple years ago where we kind of motioned him in, and then he quick does a little arrow route at the goal line, and he just kind of dropped it. Now, I felt that Jordan Love got the ball on him a smidge late. Oh, that was late. That it was, was late. late. But even with the catch, Jaden Reed probably gets in. Um so there's some things to clean up there, but, you know, he drops some balls. Things don't look quite right. He can't quite get to a couple, and then he makes that phenomenal diving catch, right? You're like, this guy's a dude. Yeah, we got to clean some stuff up, just like we'd have to do with all the young bucks, but this guy's going to be a dude going forward. Just go back to him, let him work. And he proves he can. How about my boy, Dontavian? Dontavian. He should have had a bigger game if Emmanuel Wilson could throw a football. That would have been a touchdown. That was a beautiful play <laughs> that was open. set up. And also, Jordan didn't lose his footing. Because you do have the terrible play by Emmanuel Wilson. And then Jordan, like, loses it in his hands for a second, picks it back up. Does the splits. And then does the splits, which a lot of people had difficulties with the field in this game, especially early yeah. on. I don't know if mm-hmm. some cleats were switched. Looks like Demario Davis's wasn't for that two-point conversion, but... Got him. Jordan got him. He did. Jordan got him. I just put a little cherry on top. I got you, Jay Money. But yeah, Mr. Wicks, man, and you got to look at me every single time he does something. I know if I'm with you, you're going to look at me, and if Mm -hmm. we're not, I'm getting that text message about Mm -hmm. this slow guy. Continues to make plays, is a very adamant and enthusiastic run blocker. Just gets you on the field. Finds holes in the zone, finds open places, and just has a good sense of how to move to make himself a target to the quarterback. Speaking of that. It's been a lot of shit talk about Samari Toure. Hold on, I'm not done. Okay, I'm sorry I'm for John Wicks. Wicks. My bad. I'm not done with Wicks. Uh, when I was watching the quarterback school episode on on Jordan Love, when <clears throat> JT O'Sullivan, former Packer, was breaking down some stuff from the game, there was a, a play that did not go to Wicks, which is fine. It was kind of a, a little slant in route situation. And my guy toasted the corner off the line, like, Corner was in press coverage, never even touched him. Like some, not quite, this is a little sacrilegious, some Devontae-looking stuff off the line. High praise. Very. And and that may be slightly hyperbolic. That may be a little a step too far. But I do feel like he's he's got some of that in him, clearly, as I've been talking this whole time about him, that I felt that that's kind of his physical comp. Um, but he's got quite the release package off the line. And I think that that's something that obviously probably helped get him on the field. He's a stronger guy, too. So if teams want to be more physical, I think he's going to be very successful. But that shows me that even though four catches, 45 yards, right? Not not like a crazy day, but he's winning reps even when he's not getting the football. And that's all you can ask for, right? If the ball's not coming your way, you still have to do your best and still try to get open. And that's exactly what he did. And that kind of release package is something that not everybody can learn, right? Lots of wide receivers go through their entire careers without ever being able to actually beat press coverage. The fact that he's showing he can do it game three, right, against a good defense that has some good corners makes me super excited. It's nice, too, that even if we're going four receivers deep that we don't have just a body out there. Correct. There's no Geronimo. Miles Boykin. Yeah, some of these guys you just put out there because you need another receiver, but there's no way in hell they can make a play for you. I mean, if it's a fourth and got to have it and we're throwing to Wicks, I'm not 
saying that was a waste or should have gone elsewhere. Like I feel okay about it. He's a dude. He's a dude. Yeah. He can do things. I agree. All right, you were saying about Samari. Samari Toure, you know, there's a lot of been a lot of people kind of giving him shit for love, throwing him into triple coverage a couple times now. Granted, not the best read, at least on the one against the Saints. He was open. Yeah, he was you open. Throw that that ball to the back of the end zone. I think he. He could potentially make a play on it. Yeah, he had the step on the two guys and then Tyre Matthew coming over. Just how the ball was angled allowed Tyre Matthew to get back into that play. Yeah, if it was more vertical towards the goal post. Keep it away from the safety coming from yep. the other side. But on one of our two-point conversions, and it got to have it, it just looks like a broken play from the beginning, and Jordan Love is scrambling mm-hmm. around, sort of like he did in his play from last season against Buffalo. Samari Touri keeps his eyes in the backfield, keeps his eyes at the quarterback, scramble drills, and then finds an open spot, and Love hits him with what appeared almost like a no-look pass mm-hmm. or a split second at most. And Touri brings it in on a contested catch. This is a dude that a lot of people have been, you know, saying, why is he getting so many snaps? But when he gets the opportunity, he takes advantage. And if Jordan Love is throwing him in triple coverage, there's a reason. He's got some faith in the guy. He's got guy, some faith in the doubt. dude. This is one of those guys that he was throwing with, mm-hmm. right? Who, yeah. Who was, you know, back of the roster receiver last year? Samare Toure. Who would he be throwing with in practice squad? Samare Toure. So it's nice that we have another guy in this kind of pl- plethora of riches at receiver room that we somehow have because Watson and Dobbs and Reed, I think any Packer fan with their salt would say are all dudes. Yep. And then you got Wicks and Toure who can give you a play when you need it. And... If we take out the asinine receiver room that we had with Driver and Jennings and Jones and Nelson, if we think of years before Which was that, incredible years before that and years after that, I cannot tell you another receiving room that I feel that good about from one to five. It's hard because I think we have had probably we've had better receiving rooms, right? Probably top heavy, top heavy um, for sure. But talent one through five, yeah, I, th- I think I'm with you. I, not production one through five. No, but talent. Talent one through five that I'm excited about what they can bring to the table. I think, yeah, yeah I could see that. Now, we still have a, it's not a great receiving group right now. I don't think. That's fair. But I think they all have potential, right? And that's something kind of like we just talked about where like wide receiver four or five before, it's like, this is literally just a body out there. You know, Geronimo had some flashes, but at some point it's like, okay, this is this guy's not it. He's just a body. We'd have trips with like Geronimo, Jimmy Graham, and I can't even think of who the other one would have been, but it was just like there's no chance. Like, right. None no of these way. guys are gonna be able to beat anybody. We just don't have that problem this year. No, no, they all have the talent too. They just gotta put it all together. Speaking of put it all together, let's talk about love, man. Let's do it. Give me a grade. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm pulling the loot card. For the entire game? Mm. I'm going to go... I'm going to go B+. Plus because I think a lot of our issues in the first three quarters, he was still doing the right thing. I feel like the process was correct for what he was doing. The result was not always there. And I know that's something LaFleur talks a lot about, but he wasn't throwing to the wrong guy, right? We have some accuracy and consistency. We have some inconsistent routes, it seems like, at times. Even that throw to Jane Reed in the end zone that he didn't catch where he laid out for, like what was the outside receiver doing? He's just in the way, right? That's not what that's supposed to look like. Poor concept there. Yeah. And I think the concept was good. I just don't think so we did. Implementation, right. spacing. Execution wasn't there. And I think we have some of that. We're going to have some of that from the young guys. Like That's what we just talked about. But I feel like overall his process is good. And despite having some accuracy issues, however they may come about, he's not putting the ball necessarily in harm's way very often. He had the one pick today or Sunday. the but arm punt. Yeah. yeah. So that's really the one where the process was just flat out wrong. But I feel like you can see the confidence in his drops and the way he throws the football, right, where he is letting it go, right? There's confidence in his throws. He's not tentative about them. 
he can he's progressing through his reads. I feel like all that's very positive. Um, and the, the accuracy and the routes will hopefully just come with time and timing. Uh, but you can't teach clutch, right? And you can't teach, I think, the pocket awareness he showed. And he kind of referenced the GTO Sullivan video again. There was one, his his long run where he took off to the left. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if you saw this because, like, during the game, you don't really see it. But he peeked back, right? So he kind of beat the guy coming off the left tackle, kind of got around him. And then he is running straight towards the sideline. To his right is, like, the field with all the players, right? He turns to his left to take a little peek behind him to see if there's another rusher coming up to blindside him. And we see that all the time in football, right? Like a quarterback will escape outside the pocket and they don't see the guy just running them down. They kind of get tackled from the ball, whatever. Took a little peek back, knew he was good, and then just booked it, right? That kind of awareness and and even some of how he slides in the pocket, slide in the pocket and then deliver kind of a a sidearm, three-quarter angle type type of flick of the wrist type of thing. He's moving his body, in that case, out of harm's way while still keeping the release point in the lane he's trying to throw into. Veteran right? quarterback move, man. That's And even a lot of veteran quarterbacks can't do that. Just no. you know, physically, athletically, that is not an easy thing to do to keep the kind of rotation and torque you need on the football to get it where you need it to go when your arm's not in its traditional slot, right? Obviously, Aaron could do it. You know, Favre historically could do it. Patrick Mahomes can do it. Allen can do it. Herbert can do it. It's pretty high company. Right? I'm not even necessarily super sure. It's going to sound bad, but that, like, Tua can do it. I don't necessarily know if that's the case. Burrow can, but, like, that's pretty much top echelon quarterback type play there. It doesn't mean he's in their conversation right now, but you're seeing the traits that he has that prove why we picked him where we did. Um, Like I said, not even all the plays where he did these things worked out great, but the fact that he can do them and is showing them so early in his career I think is super positive for us going forward. So I'm not going to give him an A, obviously, because well, yeah, you missed Musgrave, even if some people think you know, maybe he should have kept that route straighter or what have you. You underthrew some deep balls, which seemed to be kind of a recurring issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but he showed up when it mattered, and like I said at the beginning, you just let the thing rip, and that's kind of what we talked about I think the last couple of years is what I wanted to see from him specifically just go out there and throw the football, man. Like, you got all this talent in the world physically, what we heard, what we saw, right, in college. Just go out there and throw the thing, right? Just rip it. Take the training wheels off. Exactly, and I felt like we have definitely seen the training wheels start to come off. Kind of reminds me, Forrest Gump. Love that movie. Absolute classic. If you haven't seen it, you're welcome. That scene in Forrest Gump when the bullies are throwing rocks at his head. Bunch Mm. of dicks. And Jenny's like, run, forth, run. And then he starts trying to run, but he's got the braces on. Mm. He's kind of hobbling. You can see there's a little something there, but yep. just, just ain't quite it. That, that was J-Lo for the first couple of games we saw him, man. Just hobbling. People throwing rocks at him. And we have seen the first few weeks of the season, he has run right through those braces. And now he's running full speed and he ain't going to stop. Knock on what heaven forbid, you know, some bad happens, but he he is full stride. He's playing with confidence. You see it in his throws, you see it in the mm-hmm. way he runs the ball. There is no indecision. Correct. When he when he leaps, it's two feet. There's no there's no piddling, puddling around here whatsoever. And it's the way he leads the guys. My grade was gonna be B plus originally, but I'm not gonna copy you. <laughs> I'm gonna give an A Now okay. is a big part of that. From the LFG that I saw him let out after his touchdown oh, run. Oh, the flexing and all oh, that? Oh, you bet. Absolutely. Oh, I was so there for that. Loved it. So there for that. And all the other guys were like, yeah, this is Jordan. Like, you guys don't see that, but this is the competitor. This is the fire that we have. And I knew that when, they, when the defense were back on the field, they were not going to let anything happen based on the fire that we saw from our quarterback. And even just watching guys like Aaron Jones, if you can ever see his reaction to something J-Lo does when they're trying to show the floor or whatever, like, Everyone is so excited for this young man. You can tell they all love that guy. I don't think either of us predicted he would be off to such a hot start at this point. I'm on the same page with you 100% about the missed throws and the accuracy. We're hoping that's just time. It would be a little ridiculous if we had a quarterback who is this good with the accuracy issues. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Josh Allen a little bit of points. 
Yeah, I, I could see some of that. Which then Josh Allen did fix, and now Josh Allen's problem is just that he makes poor decisions a lot of the time. Very rare that you see somebody with this much talent consistently miss those throws. You know, I hope by the end of the season we're having a different conversation. I think if they're still there at that point, then this is a different animal in and of itself. Like you said, watch the process. He's going through his reads appropriately. He's leading the team. He is the captain. And I have been very impressed with Jordan Love. And it's it's great to be excited about not only this team. I mean, just watching sometimes the colors when out in the field, I get excited. But just seeing what he's going to do, it's exciting stuff, man. Man, I'm right there with you. He's an exciting player. He's an exciting player, and he's, like you said, he's leading the team, and they all love him for it, right? And that's, you don't necessarily know when a team kind of transitions like this, what's going to happen. But there were a lot of clues pretty early on that they were completely bought in with Jordan, and how they came back and how they fought and the reaction to the plays while they were happening just kind of went to prove that all was 100% correct. So Sean would say, stop playing on him. Stop playing on him, man. <laughs> Speaking of playing, we play tomorrow, boys. We do. Woo! So excited. And ladies, ladies and gentlemen, of course, everybody yeah, is be inclusive. on the show, of be course. Inclusive. Be inclusive. We back. We host the one and one, two and one, two, two and, and one. Short one and one would be a trick at this point. Okay, touche. The Lions played a familiar foe, the Falcons. They hosted them in Detroit on Sunday and came out with a 20-6 to win, kind of a back-and-forth game like ours was with the Falcons. However, the Lions could actually run the ball with their top pick, Jameer Gibbs. Had a lot of good contributions from other rookies, such as Mr. Tight End U, Sam Laporta, had a nice touchdown catch. Yeah, he's doing really well. Brian Branch, their corner safety hybrid, got another turnover, a couple good tackles. Lit up Bijan. Jack Campbell, tackle for loss and a sack, I believe. So they're mm-hmm. getting good productivity. Aiden Hutchinson. Hutchinson continues to be a problem. Good productivity. A lot of their rookies. It's going to be another tough game. I mean, they're fast and they're physical on defense. Like Dan Campbell said in his introductory press conference, they're going to bite kneecaps, which a lot of us roll their eyes at. But they're biting kneecaps. They're doing it. We loved how much heart the Packers showed, and this team is going to show just as much heart. And they have for years now. Going back to especially Campbell's year last year when they broke our hearts in that pseudo playoff game, man. You have a team that buys into their coach, buys into their scheme. Jared Goff is someone who people make jokes at, but he will find the open receiver. He'll head him. He even scored on a little read option, so good for you, Mr. Goff. Hilarious. It's going to be another tough game, um, but first things first, when we're going to do a little preview, I want to go to you, Luke, with the injuries because that's what's most important here. It is, I and I completely feel it is because it changes a lot of what we can do right so do you want to start with the good news or the bad news bad news bad news okay we already have four people ruled out for this game that's not great nope so they are zane anderson oh god Uh, what are we going to do without another backup safety for special teams what are we going to do without we need to think about cutting him or something because that's a roster spot and and actives and issues right so just real quick we'll get into this for just a second uh, we have called Patrick Taylor up three times from the practice squad. You only get three times. So the fourth one, you have to sign them to the active roster. So if we want to use Patrick Taylor at any point the rest of the season, which I imagine we want to do, we're going to have to cut somebody. Zane Anderson's probably that guy. Yeah. Um, or put him on IR or whatever. David Bakhtiari, out. That sucks. Devondre Campbell, out. Okay. Not Not good but I feel better than I would have last year, right? Agreed. Don't love it, but but we can probably survive. L. Jenkins, out. So back up left side of the line coming in. And then we get to questionables. Questionables now, a little bit better than last week. Jair, questionable, limited participant, Tuesday and Wednesday. That's an improvement. Then we have Aaron Jones, who's been limited all week. He's going to go. I suspect he's going to go. Agreed. They kind of already said he's going to go. Like a couple of people, I think Romeo said he was going to go. Yeah, him and Christian should be back. Yeah, and then Christian said he was going to play. And then Matt LaFleur apparently tried to like walk that back a little bit. But, you know, cat's out of the bag. So Aaron Jones, questionable. Zach Tom, questionable. Did not practice Monday. Limited Tuesday and Wednesday. I think he's probably going to give it a go. Hopefully. 
Here's hoping. I don't want 60% of the line to be backups. Let's just play if he doesn't play. What's the offensive line? Uh, it'll be Walker, left tackle, Newman, left guard, Myers, center, JRJ. JRJ, right guard, and then uh, Yash, right tackle. And who comes in off the bench then? Caleb Jones. And Sean Ryan. I mean, that, that's Michael Jordan, and that's it. Michael Those Jordan. Are the only yeah. other backups we have. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, so not great, right? The swing tackle at that point is Caleb Jones. If we have six offensive linemen, I assume it's Caleb Jones. He better be active. So I don't love that. Really, Zach Tom is going to be kind of a sneaky big play for us, right? He's Huge. the the worst, not the worst, but he is the least known name of the three linemen that are injured. He's definitely at this point the one we need to play the most, I think. Yeah, I mean, we could get by with that offensive line last week. And it's going to be a tough test, even if we do have Zach Tom. But without him, the cupboard's looking really thin. This yeah. is a very young and hungry Lions pass like rush. I said, Aiden Hutchinson. Don't want him necessarily to go up against tackle number four. Even the Arquaras. Even and though it's Bugs Yash. And a lot of those guys, they were doing some exotic blitzes with their linebackers, with Anzalone and Campbell. Like I said, Campbell got a sack. And I think that's a really good point because the more backups you put in, the less likely you are to pick up a lot of those blitzes and stunts and stuff like that because these people don't have experience playing next to each other as much, right? Where that starting O-line has built that chemistry like we've talked about before. They know when to pass things off. That could be definitely something to look forward to. Um, and then Carrington Valentine and Christian Watson are both questionable. Limited Wednesday and Thursday, or Tuesday and Wednesday. So they'll both probably go, I, I hope, right? Because I hope if so Jair and Valentine don't go, we got problems. We need at least one of them. I really don't want starting uh, Corey Valentine out there. He no, did have a good job. Not ideal. But also, we're back at the who comes in then. Right. Nobody. If he goes down, yeah, nobody. What do we activate? Counter Thomas, maybe? Like, that gets yeah. real rough. That's Ladarius Contra territory, and I just don't want to see him on the field. Completely agree. So the name of the game plan for me, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones, mm-hmm. and early play action because the Lions are the worst team in the NFL against play action this season. Ooh, love so maybe, that stat. You know, you hit him with it early, but then maybe later drives, hit him with a play action on first down. We can't just be so predictable in the running rhythm. But we definitely do need to establish running the ball or else it's going to be a long day for Jordan Love and this passing game if we don't get anything going and those edge rushers can just pin their ears back. Not the position you want to be put in. But even if we do go down by 10, 14, 17, whatever, we got number 10 out there. So we're going to fight. And I expect it is going to be a Lions fight in Lambeau Field tomorrow night. I like it. I like it. It's going to be a good game. I feel. I feel excited for this. It's going to be a nice test for us. It's weird saying that about the Lions. Um, the these teams should match up pretty well against each other. I'm I'm looking forward to this a lot. It's a fun matchup. Both it teams is. are young. Both teams are hungry. A lot to prove. A lot of uh, young think, guys in the roster. I think still on both sides, right? Obviously, we're even more of a question mark than they are. But yet, all that Lions talk last year and into this year, right? And like, well. They still didn't actually accomplish anything last year. They still have a step to take to get to where I think a lot of people expect them to be. So it'll be interesting. We're also the winner gets the NFC North for the time being, right? Because we're the only two teams worth anything in the NFC North at the moment. We're both 2-1. and one. The other two are both 0-3 because they're garbage. Um, so It's kind of a sneaky big game, right? Yeah, this, it's this a litmus test. Tone. It, it 100% is because the winner is going to be the leader in the North, right? I, that's it's kind of a weird thing that, that it feels like it carries carries some weight right now. A little bit. A little bit. Yes, Where it's sir. like in years past, I don't think I would have cared, right? It would have been us versus the Vikings this early probably. Be like, okay, we'll just catch them later, you know? But this, this feels like we can kind of reassert our dominance a little bit potentially here. Before we get out of here, one specific stat line. Go. Oh, God. Okay. I believe I'm going to go. Well, it first of all, I'm going to preface this by it's nice seeing an, an injury report before because 50% of mine from last week weren't even an option. Let's yeah, try it out. we let him slide. Yeah, which I appreciate. I'm going to go Christian Watson, 113 yards and touchdown. Okay. I'm just going to keep picking injured people, so hopefully that, that doesn't bode poorly for him. But I think he comes back with a bang. What are you thinking? I think despite a stellar two-touchdown game from Aaron Jones, 
I think that AJ Dillon shows us something. Sixty-five oh. yards total, one touchdown. I like that you sneakily put in two there. I like that. Yeah, man, gotta have some faith in him. Okay, so other specific stat line. What's Josiah doing this game? We gonna get any uh, receiving yards? We're gonna add to that five-yard total. I think against a familiar foe. I think that you know if we need a a play here, I think that we get Josiah on a little spider two wide banana. One catch, six yards. Ooh, more than Three doubling. good blocks. I like it. I like it. Okay, well, tune in next week, guys, as we break down that uh, one catch for six yards. <laughs> and as we continue to uh, have an audience for Luke's torment of me. But until next time. Go, Pat, go. Go, Pat, go.